Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Guy. I'm Jason. Heidi Ho, Guy. It's the Between Times. Yes, it's the bridge. Well, take us to the bridge. <laughs> That's where we are, Jason. All right, you count it off. Um, <laughs> we've uh, we've concluded our, our Spider-Man uh, amazing friend's journey, and yeah. here we are now, uh, before we, we move on, we, we cleanse the palate a little bit. We, we recenter ourselves. Right. We look at uh, we look at some contemporaries or some tangential uh, things associated with, and uh, in this case, uh, we're looking at an episode of a uh, Incredible Hulk cartoon series that ran in uh, 1982 and 83, mm-hmm. um, back to back with Amazing Friends. Right, right. The the uh, I think I even looked. It was called like these. Incredible Hulk and Amazing Spider-Man Hour was like the block of okay. time they had mm-hmm. on CBS. Yeah. Sure, sure, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. or NBC, whatever it was. And uh, it, it was it was a show that I remember watching. Uh, I know okay. that I know that you uh, have said previously as when it's come up uh, that you, you didn't remember this show. No, no, yeah. I, I remember the Bill Bixby, which was very close to that time. Mm-hmm. The Bill mm-hmm. Bixby Lou Ferrigno, but no, not not any memories of this. Yeah, all. yeah, and the episode that we watched uh, is one that also features a pretty big guest star. We get the introduction of uh, Bruce Banner's cousin Jennifer Walters, aka She-Hulk. I remember mm-hmm. this episode specifically. Like, oh, you do? I didn't. I didn't remember any details of it, but I just remember that there was a She-Hulk, and I, I the one scene I can remember seeing when I was a kid, and we watched this was the one where the two of them are on the table. I don't, oh, okay. <laughs> which is kind of funny, because we just talked about the Lightwave table last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tables play a big part in this Marvel Universe. Right, right. When People they're side strapped side. to tables, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Very memorable scene for you. It yeah. really was. It really was. <laughs> but, uh, you know, le- le- we- instead of going through and... You know, like we normally would, and and kind of doing the the nitty gritty uh, details of the show. Since we are talking just about Spider Man, it's it, I think it's going to better serve our conversation to you know just kind of go over the the things that were kind of like the the Spider Man show and the things that weren't, and and uh, and see what else we have to talk about from there. So, give me your initial impressions of this uh, this episode, this show. Well, I I really liked it. I thought it was done very well. I I was surprised that it ran for all intents and purposes at the same time as Spider Man and in its Amazing Friends, which we just watched. Like it was a half hour later, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll say it was the same time basically. Um, and yet it felt so much more adult. Yeah, than yeah. Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, and mm-hmm. there was there the only um teenage character or close to a teenager was Bruce slash Hulk's friend Rick. Right, but it, mm-hmm. everybody else was like an adult going through adult problems, and yeah, I found yeah. that very interesting. Like this almost felt like a prime time show. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I noted the exact same thing. I th- and I think it's easy to make that uh, uh, connection when you've just watched a bunch of Amazing Friends, and then you mm-hmm. and then you flip over to this. Like I, I said, God, it even starts like right away with the opening credits. Like just the theme is so like dark and menacing and there's these right you know there's these flashes back and forth of of bruce banner and the hulk you know and uh it, it just it feels a lot heavier um right. yeah and and thematically it seems it seems a lot more uh, uh 
what's the word I'm looking for? Everything seems more dire. It seems more, more, more high stakes. More high yeah. stakes. Yeah, than exactly. Spider-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Less whimsical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. it, it makes sense. And I think they did it right because Hulk is a monster. Like Hulk right. is not. You know, he's not a a bad guy, but he's also not really a good guy. Like you mm-hmm. said in your notes, mm-hmm. it's someone that you don't really want to see. Right. But right. When, when he shows up, it's not necessarily bad. Like right. you know what I mean? Right. It, it's mm-hmm. it's a fine line. And and I think this show really echoed what had been set up in that Bill Bixby series in mm, that mm-hmm. the, the human side of it, the Jekyll and Hyde sort of angle, the, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. every, we all have a monster inside that wants to come out. That sort of angle wasn't delved as deep into this, but it still felt more, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more like a, a serious tone show than, than certainly yeah. amazing friends. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I think the way I put it was, it's like, you know, Amazing Friends is you. You can sum it up where that's a. It's a show about some kids who have powers, but they're really they're trying to be kids. But they right. also, but they also are kind of saddled with this burden. You know, they they have they they want to protect their city and and help people out. Um, right. Great but, power, great responsibility. Yes, right. yes, and all. Right. But at this, but but at the end of the day, it's like. Uh, they, you know, they really need to get their homework done and and pay Aunt May's rent, right, uh, right. and stuff like that. Whereas with the Hulk, this is a uh, this is a man of science who was in a horrible accident, and he's just he's he's desperately searching for some way to cure himself and get and make right. this thing stay inside of him. And that's right. just that that's a very different theme. It's a very different kind of. Uh, uh, concept for a show i i mean it, it, you kind of if you if you ask me you're left to wonder if just that significant difference in theme is what made this show not have the legs that a spider-man did <laughs> that I, pun was yeah. not intended <laughs> um eight legs eight legs jason <laughs> <laughs> you know this was this was just this only lasted 13 episodes and i and it was interesting i looked at the like the run or the like the the premiere dates it looked like they they probably had ordered thirteen. They didn't run them all at once. They they split them up ah, into okay. two, into like the fall of eighty two and fall of eighty three. But they okay. ne- but you know they never made more than the one season. It just it, they you know I'm thinking it just didn't resonate the same way a, a show about a, a college kid in a spider costume did. Right. 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 Yeah. They. They. Yeah, and and that's what I was thinking too. Is if you're running it, let's say Spider-Man at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning, and mm-hmm. then you follow it up with Hulk, mm-hmm. you're gonna have the same audience. It isn't like yeah. you know nine thirties when all the little kids go out to play. They're <laughs> right. they're staying right. in front of the TV eating their cereal. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, it's it, that might have been that what what its ultimate failing was, but it's ironic because it it in this one episode mm-hmm. to me as an adult watching it mm-hmm. i was more entertained you know what i mean sure and, yeah and maybe yeah. because i didn't have any nostalgia like i could mm-hmm. just go into it and, yeah and watching something new but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i it, it had silly things in it as every cartoon does but for the most part it felt more serious right yeah. right so yeah and just to give us some quick footing for uh talking about the episode so we've get jennifer walters with the with uh, Bruce's cousin and she's yes. she's at the doctor and we find out a couple of things she's a lawyer she's pursuing uh, I think she they said like she's working in the DA's office all this and, and like all these words that are also way over the head of the kids right watching science it. But, but she's <laughs> she's a lawyer she's working on a criminal case against this uh international 
a criminal organization, Hydra, another yeah, uh, a, yep. another familiar group uh, from the Marvel comics. Um, we we quickly find out that she is She Hulk. Um, yep. We uh, uh, Bruce and Rick we find out are going to travel to L.A. Uh, to try to get her help with uh, uh, with a cure, uh, Bruce's right. Hulk hulking out uh, problem. Sure. Um, we get uh, we get we pull Betty Ross into L.A. as well. Uh, who is who has done some research and and is ostensibly uh, being summoned there to to help with some air quality uh, issues in in the uh, smog ridden uh, Los Angeles area, but it's actually Hydra that's tried to uh, get her in there to help them out. Yep, um, yep, yep. And uh, and you know the the mayhem ensues from there. It's it's a really fast paced episode too. Like yeah, there there's yeah. a you know I I mean I gave a, a really quick overview there. But there's a lot that happens, and I remember like I I watched it two times, and the the like the second time the second time I kind of got through I felt like I got through it in a hurry. I was like, boy, it, it felt a lot longer the first time, and I think that's just because there's so much to kind of sink your teeth into, right? Uh, right. From a narrative standpoint, there's a lot of characters and a lot that gets thrown at you really quickly. Yeah, I I really thought the pacing of this show felt different than Spider-Man and his amazing friends mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Um like you said a lot happens but they they cram it into the same length of a show. Yeah, yeah. So you get these quick scenes and these quick edits that really like quicken the whole pace of the show and I really thought that that held my interest longer and mm-hmm, it it mm-hmm. just changed again the tone of it. There, there were only a couple of shots that went on a bit too long. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if we're watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Jason, we we lose count of how many times it's like a long shot. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> where where sometimes they're they're floating over an ice bridge for a very long time, or <laughs> right, right, something like La- that. Laughing yeah. at a joke a little bit longer than they should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one of the one of the things specifically that I can think of that I really liked was even just introducing the origin of She-Hulk like they they do what is what I think in the industry even though they're like traveling to LA they would call it a walk and talk with with Bruce (laughs) and Rick where they're where Bruce has given him the whole backstory like okay well I was in LA before blah 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 accident blood transfusion She-Hulk and they they do that really quickly I didn't time it out but it was less than it it was less than 90 seconds right to give that exposition but it but it gave a really good overview of how his cousin became She-Hulk and what their background was and I think I think you said it like it it was like how did you put that where it's like the characters seem to have uh, a a more uh in common between them or they they had they just had a like a stronger bond than a oh. lot of the amazing friends characters do. Yeah, I right, exactly that they they have some especially Hulk and She-Hulk when they're together that they have a relationship with being cousins but then when they're Hulk and She-Hulk Hulk thinks that she's a menace. So there's a conflict in that and she has to like in the span of probably about a minute say no Hulk we're friends we're we're related uh-huh. and I felt that that 10 seconds or minute or however long it was felt more like a fleshed out character arc and like a relationship mm-hmm. builder mm-hmm. than anything we saw in amazing friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to talk smack about amazing friends. I had a lot of fun with it. It's just oh, yeah. Yeah. from, from a storyteller's perspective, I think this one succeeds a lot more. And again, I've only seen one episode. Maybe the rest are all terrible, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I mean, like I really liked that 
their cousins, they're related when they're their true selves, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. become these Hulk characters. And and I love that Jessica's intelligence gets to stay with her when she's She-Hulk. Because when oh, Bruce yeah. becomes mm-hmm. Hulk, he's just a brute that only, you know, doesn't speak any nouns or, or prepositions, just verbs. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. So, so I, I really liked that dynamic as well. Again, just mm-hmm. little touches that maybe they didn't even intend and I just still liked. Mm-hmm. But I really, mm-hmm. I really did enjoy those those layers that we had this time around. Yeah. 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 I, I liked those things, uh, as well. You, you mentioned the, the, uh, talking Hulk. That's one of the things that was, that was a departure from what they did on, uh, the Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno, uh, series. Of course, Mm -hmm. if you remember that the Hulk never talked, he grunted, he, he growled, he, he roared. Right, he did, right. He he spoke no words, and right. I remember when I was a kid watching this show, thinking it was weird that Hulk could talk and like right. and, and like speak English. Although at the time I didn't even have the you know the sophistication right. to uh, to uh, verbalize that notion <laughs> he, exactly. He, he no talk good. I right. talk bad as small <laughs> kid, and. Um, but I, but I do, I do like it here, and I realize, like in the here in the future, I realize it is nice when he can give you a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more guidance as a viewer as to where his where his thoughts are than maybe spending all, uh, spending uh, maybe more time showing the Hulk doing actions. You know, when he can, when he can kind of, when he can at least verbalize a little something uh, and right. tell us. Uh, where his... more than just more than just Hulk smash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that too. Mm-hmm. There was only one awkward moment and it was when he was lifting something and he, he lifted something and instead of going like the typical Hulk and uh-huh. throw it, uh-huh. he just kind of went, uh. <laughs> he made like a, <laughs> like a Bruce Banner kind of exasperated <laughs> sigh. And I'm like, did they, did they forget one little bit of dialogue <laughs> to record? <laughs> Cause he literally, I think it was a car. He lifted a car and went, uh, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like the sound I make when I get up off the floor. <laughs> that kind of. <laughs> what are you doing on the floor, Brian? <laughs> Playing with the cat. I just want to confirm. That's for Buttercup. Yeah. And or getting the toy out from under a piece of furniture. Sure, sure. I, I hear that. There. I yeah, hear that. Yeah. Tell you, hardwood floors are not good on the knees. That's, no, that's... no. God, we could do a whole different <laughs> podcast about that. Um, the old man chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> But it was that was the only strange one. But I do agree with you, Jason. I I did like that because I did read some of these comics, and not that long uh-huh. ago, I would say probably about ten years ago, I picked up like a collection of the first twenty issues of uh-huh. the Incredible Hulk from the sixties. And Hulk does talk. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's he's not like you know the the Ruffalo version of Hulk now in the Avengers, right? Right. The the merged Hulk, yeah, right mm-hmm. with the glasses, but he's he's explaining and it makes sense in a comic he's explaining what he's doing like mm-hmm. hulk have to find beaker you know like that <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> right right no and that and that's interesting cuz i you know i got to do some uh, disclosure here which maybe i should have done earlier i have i have never read hulk comics the only the okay. only hulk uh comics i've read were a couple of collections from much more recent uh history here um i re- i read uh Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, which I think kind of both are very good. Yes, very yeah. good and and very. 
I think they I think they actually butt up against each other. I think Yeah, they're one story basically. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's basically Thor Ragnarok. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> which was which was, which was an excellent yeah. movie. So um good. it was yeah. it was probably the best Hulk movie they've made. Yeah, I agree. And 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 best Thor movie by far. Yeah. They knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um interesting sidebar which we can maybe just stick a pin and we could come back to later that not the first time Thor and Hulk were on screen in live action just uh oh don't they both show up in the um well they're in the Hulk Bill Bixby show right doesn't Thor show up not in a show in a later made for tv movie oh like a trial of or death of or yep yep something of the in one of those in one of those yeah Uh, yeah um I'm sure they really made Thor look just as good as Chris Hemsworth oh boy um (laughs) but uh but so that's the only Hulk reading I've ever done um, okay. I, you know that uh, when I was a kid, I watched the the show on TV. I watched this animated show. I always liked the Hulk, but I never read any Hulk. So, um, yeah. and and you actually uh, pointed out to me before we started recording here that Rick in this sh- in this series is not just made up for this show. He's like a he's like, there's actually like a real character who kind of helps Bruce Banner or or knows his secret or, or yeah. tell me more about that. So he was in Hulk number one, mm-hmm. um, and basically Bruce uh, saves Rick's life in that explosion. Okay, he just, okay. He, they happen to be at this explosion site at the same time. Gotcha. He pushes him in a trench. I'm uh-huh. just reading this off Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Um, and then Bruce takes the uh, the brunt of the you know the gamma rays. And I'm looking at what he looks like. He looks identical in the comics at least at first, to uh-huh. Peter Parker. To Peter Parker. Oh, like, no kidding. Okay. Like spitting image of Peter Parker. Gotcha, so gotcha. In this, in this iteration, they made him look like uh, Buddy from Charles in Charge. <laughs> right. That was, or Eight is Enough. I think that was kind of the same character. Will, no, Will that, Buddy Ames played him. Yeah. And 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 I'm sorry, Were you? are you saying that th- those were the events that happened in the comic book? That was, yes. Because that, ex- that is exactly how it plays out in the episode of this cartoon origin of uh of, of hulk. hulk um so yeah, very, yeah so very, very spot on yeah right yeah. right mm-hmm. and, and maybe that's why i liked it too and from what i've read in research about this series not just mm-hmm. this episode mm-hmm. is that it's much closer to the comic book than the bill bixby show oh, f- oh for sure for sure and in you know in kind of prepping for this too you know i ended up down a, a little hulk rabbit hole uh <laughs> you know looking at looking through some of the uh titles and and timelines for the the Bill Bixby TV show sure. and just like even even if you just kind of briefly read through some synopses for these shows it it was definitely a thing a thing that they, they kind of had to do on TV at that time when you know you're talking about there's only three networks. There's only so many different things you you can watch. You've got right. to you've got to appeal to a wide audience. The 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 sort of comic book elements of that show begin and end with this green monster, and that you know, and like that's the that's the end that's of all it. it from, has in, all, that's all it has in common. Yeah, from there, right. from there, it's like okay, it's 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 you know what it really reminds me of. It's kind of like 
it's kind of like Quantum Leap, except with the Hulk. You know, right? It's like, like those where he just goes yeah, from one town to another one town to another. Stuff. You know, helping people out and right, and then and at some point he turns into the Hulk and smashes some stuff. But, and has to leave, and then right. has to leave again. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I, it's always going to make me scratch my head, and I I want answers, Jason. I want to know why <laughs> is it David Banner? <laughs> why, why? And on the grave, I think it even put like David parentheses Bruce yeah, Banner, yeah. and and but. Why? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, I I remember that show kind of feeling like episodic. Uh-huh. Like oh, was, for sure. For it sure. was an, an adventure of the week. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I don't even remember, you'll have to refresh me, if there's like an overarching story of him trying to find a cure, which we get in this yeah, cartoon. Yeah, he, I mean, okay. he does, he is always... He is always kind of looking for, you know, figuring out ways to to control the the Hulk and and stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there are a handful of episodes where he maybe gets closer to that cure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's that usually it's whatever the uh, whatever the the guest star you know kerfuffle and narrative is right. that gets in the way and derails his efforts and then you know he moves on the and the only other thing that is uh that kind of uh shadows over the entire show is the uh oh god what is the actor's name i forget the actor's name who plays him but the the character the journalist mcgee there, I think it's Jack McGee, Rah! the the newspaper <laughs> newspaperman Jack McGee. He's in, and this this is in the uh, the Bill Bixby in show? the big Bill Bixby show. Okay, he is okay. he is always in pursuit of the Hulk, and it, you know is basically following the the trail of breadcrumbs around the country, trying to trying to track him down and uh, figure out you okay. know who you know who is the Hulk or whatever or right. you know, that whole thing. But right, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, you're absolutely right. It, the that show was just a week to week kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That that is very interesting because those that is how the first um, few issues of the Hulk comic book felt to me. Where I I went into it thinking there would be a an overarching story, and that I think was kind of what all of the comics did in the '60s, mm-hmm. Spider Man included, where like every issue felt like a new story mm-hmm, and i think mm-hmm. they did that so that kids could jump in sure because sure. you know mm-hmm. back then they didn't have trade paperbacks or you yeah know, 16 yeah. different iterations of of the same superhero right was, right this is hulk number four but you don't have to read hulk number one through three right um right. and also little trivia for you here mm-hmm. hulk was green for the first <laughs> or i'm sorry gray he was gray for the first like five issues oh okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and they changed it to green later for some reason sure i don't know why sure yeah, yeah. But, so there's some trivia for you next trivia night everybody you're welcome <laughs> awesome sauce um yeah coming back to this mm-hmm. i really like it and <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that i'm sorry that it didn't work out i'm sorry that there's not more of these uh to watch than the the 13 that we have yeah um you can tune into our spinoff podcast, Hulk and His Amazing Friends. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, which doesn't exist. Don't look for that. But yeah, it, it's it's a it's a it's a thing that I I really did like as well, and it kind of reminded me of how much I like Hulk. Like I, I like the duality kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and that and that uh, drives me to the idea of the you know what we have here in the in this show and and also to some extent in that Bill Bixby show but then it changes over time with the Hulk mm-hmm. and that is kind of you know thematically what the big what what the big 
story is behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you mentioned uh, Jekyll and Hyde before, and that's that's clearly the that's, obvious one. That's what right. we're talking about when yeah. when the Hulk begins, right? We've got a yeah. we've got a scientist who's had an accident. There's something uh, horrible that gets unleashed, and he is struggling to control it. Is that and is that kind of what he does for the first yeah. several many issues of of the Hulk comic? Okay. Yeah, between that and just basically being chased by like the the Authorities. National Guard, yeah. the National mm-hmm. Guard with mm-hmm. machine guns and tanks. Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the majority of what's happening there. Yeah, and yeah. and so and and that's you know that's also kind of where we're at in this cartoon mm-hmm. where we've got uh you now in the in the cartoon um so he has the accident he the the Bruce Banner in this cartoon series um. He's like working for the defense department uh, or something. They, like he and he and Betty Ross are working on a base that her dad, the general, commands, and they're they're doing some gamma uh, experiments and and stuff like that. After the accident, he keeps working there and keeps keeps. That's kind of like his home base of operations to work on uh, finding a cure. He doesn't you know he doesn't take off and um, go wandering around the the country. Um, but but that is that is what he's doing in every episode, right? He's like mm-hmm. he's trying to find some way to to change himself back uh, yes. permanently. Right, right. Later on, and I I again have not read a ton of it, but just keeping up tangentially, I know that at some point, late eighties, early nineties, in the comic books, we have we have this major pivot point where the Hulk. Uh, where where the where Banner successfully merges the the monster with the man and becomes like the like the Ruffalo style okay. Hulk, okay. you know that okay. we have now and then right. and then even later on like very recently we've moved to this point where instead of instead of the the Jekyll and Hyde thing we've got Hulk sort of struggling with losing completely losing touch with hum- his humanity because. He's they they he's basically figured out that he's immortal. Like the Hulk is never going to die. He can't right. be killed, no matter how no matter how severe a beating the Hulk takes from whatever alien or uh, you know other dimensional monster comes uh, looking for him. The Hulk always uh, always comes uh, back. Okay. And so it, it and so the the questions are like where what's what's your place in the universe and what's it like for like a like a human being to go through the realization that I'm actually more like a god than a than a right, than right, a right. person you know right. and that's and that obviously is completely different oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know? exactly and i thought there was an arc for a while too where like hulk was a completely separate entity from bruce banner like he found there a way to like separate Split that it. completely mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it really has come a long way but mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. like all these comics that we've been talking about when they've been around for 60 years yeah they, they they're going to go through a lot of iterations a lot of changes. right yeah yeah but it is i mean my favorite of all those stories is mm-hmm. the man man monster yeah i just duality. I, that that works for me you know yeah yeah i, I think there's i think there's a lot of i don't know i it, maybe that's just it maybe it just comes down to that being one of the oldest stories that we have in fiction, right? Like the right, like man versus himself, or, or exactly. whatever they or whatever they call that. You know, the eternal the, struggle. Yeah. It, it's it's just it, it's cool stuff. They and that's I think that's one of the reasons too. Like I like that um, 
the Ed Norton movie, you know, that was... I did too, That yeah. I think is technically in the MCU, but is like, you know, just 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 by the timeline basically and the mm-hmm. and the uh the cameo for uh robert downey jr in the in the post credits on that one right um mm-hmm. but uh you know he was he was at this point you know he was he was kind of reaching the end of the of this part of the hulk story where he had been struggling to the, control the monster for such a long time and then and then we see at the very end he kind of gets to the point where he can he can kind of decide when he's going to change right and that's right yep, yep and in the and in the first avengers movie we kind of pick up from there where where they they go and find him and you know whatever they, they right Black we've Widow got finds him we've yeah. got a we've got a different sort of hulk at that point but right. the, the the struggling bruce banner i think is an interesting part of the story i really i i, I don't know to me that's that is kind of the most interesting bit Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of uh, good material there that they can tap into mm-hmm. the well of. Yeah. I wonder if you what uh, what do you think it would look like to or what would what would be your ideal if they were if someone were to say, you know, somebody at Disney is to it goes and, and says, all right, we're going to do we're going to do a standalone Hulk series. It can either be live action or animated. Okay. But we're gonna we're gonna do it about you know what uh, I don't know we're we're going to we're gonna show the origin of Hulk. What would that look like for you? Hmm. Interesting. I would I would go live action. Mm-hmm. I would I would uh, yeah, and I would um, probably spend more time with him as Bruce Banner mm-hmm. than as Hulk. Okay. Because I feel like once he becomes Hulk. It's really exciting and it's fun and and you know there's smashing going on which you you know I love to break shit Jason I'm obviously limp, yeah I'm yeah. Li- I'm limp biscuit in that sense <laughs> um but but I feel like I would want it to focus on what we were just talking about that drama that pull that he gets from being Bruce Banner a man of science mm-hmm. and 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 trying to separate that from this brutish thing that he's probably afraid of like I would mm-hmm. I would I would uh, make it almost like a, an hour long drama show on a network where like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hulk Hulk is there, but he's not the main focus. And I probably yeah, yeah. wouldn't even bring in like a villain because I think the, the problems that I had with the Ed Norton, which I really did like, especially mm-hmm. compared to the Ang Lee Hulk, which was mm-hmm. the least we say about the better. Yeah, um, yeah. But the, the Ed Norton one, what I didn't like about it was when I think it was, his name is abomination. The Tim right, Roth character. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I did not like that character. No, one neither bit. did I. And, and I remember walking out of the theater saying, if that character would could have been lifted out of this movie, it would have been a an even better movie. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even bring in villains. I would just make the 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 crux of the story be about Bruce Banner versus Hulk. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Interesting. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Same or? Yeah. No that that is interesting. I I wonder I wonder too if just from a uh like I think I'm thinking of it in a technical standpoint as well. If you couldn't do like a uh like a an adult oriented animated show you know where you where uh, see i think and i think there are some i think there are some cool things you could do if you can bring in you know somebody like abomination or um mm-hmm. uh not brainiac brainiac is the uh, de- uh leader uh, right oh with the, yeah with the big got the big brain big head yeah he's got a big brain so i think of brainiac but it's yeah but it's leader 
Yeah. Because science says the bigger the head, the bigger the brain. That's just right. the way that it is. Right. Obviously. Right. So yeah. 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 Leader and, and lobes. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Leader and and I would love to see abomination, but better than yeah. the Timothy Roth abomination that we got. Obviously, that would be fantastic. Because mm-hmm. if you like you said, if you animate it, you got a lot more artistic license, and you can make it look even cooler. Exactly. But anyway, I, right, I, I, you know, I, yeah, I think very similar idea, but um, animated so that you can do as much hulking as you want. Yeah, I, I still am holding out hope for a standalone Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie mm. uh, because I feel like we haven't had a really good Hulk movie. Again, mm-hmm. the Ed Norton one was better, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it wasn't great, especially yeah. when we compare it with, you know, the first Iron Man or a lot of these sure. other MCU movies that we got. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But but um, back to this, I, I'm very intrigued where this whole thing might have gone had it been given a little more room to breathe and given mm-hmm, more than mm-hmm. a 13 episode green sure. light, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, and we kind of saw that with amazing friends, right? Where like, as they, as they moved along through that and it was in production longer with, we, we had more guest stars. We had, mm-hmm. you know, we saw the X-Men more than a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. And some, you know, who, who knows what other sort of little bits out of the Marvel, a uh, comic universe might have gotten peppered into an Incredible Hulk cartoon from the '80s, uh, had it had it been given a, a little bit more time to percolate. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's a it's a very rich source material, like I said. I'll, uh, so, a couple other things that really worked for me, like in the series in this episode in particular, um, I I have to give kudos to. I, I'm imagining the unwittingly forward-thinking uh, producers <laughs> of the Incredible Hulk show for giving us the portrayal of Betty Ross that we get in this show, who is a a lady sort of uh, not lead, but you know, uh, co-lead character. She's in every episode. Um, yeah. So, so a, a lady scientist who is uh, who, who is really smart. Like in this one, she she is the one who escaped from the Hydra uh, people herself, right? right like she didn't right. she didn't need help from Rick or she Bruce to rescued. do that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, just like Betty Ross was great in this, and and she is kind of overall in the series. So I I got to give props to them for um, doing something that we did not see very often in uh, in TV in the eighties. And I think there was even a scene where Bruce was talking to Rick and saying, like, she's intelligent. Like, mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought he said that about her. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's that's very not normally 1982. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. To, to, to compliment a woman on her intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I thought that mm-hmm. was good. And like I said, speaking of the way they, they wrote women, I liked that Jessica was basically smarter as She-Hulk than Bruce was as Hulk. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because Mm -hmm. normally, you know, in these kinds of shows, it would be, oh, sit down, honey. The men are doing science. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Right. And and she seems to know more about science as as She-Hulk. I thought that was a nice touch, too. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Very very radical for 1982, though, I think, unfortunately. Indeed. Indeed. Um, But uh, yeah, that was those were those were fun things um, in this uh, cartoon. The. I, I, we've got to mention to the uh, sort of uh, hilarious parts, right? Of the oh yeah of of the show, like not perfect. <laughs> my, my favorite thing, the the and it and it pervades the series 
when um when Bruce Banner, where I'm sorry, when the Hulk turns back into Bruce Banner, yeah, his clothes regenerate. <laughs> and same with Jessica <laughs> yeah, right, from She Hulk, right, right? Right. There's like four phases of turning back, <laughs> and somewhere between phase three and four, their clothes go back on. Right. right. <laughs> Even though we see them ripping, and yes. Like, like there's that scene in this one where they're again on the table, and and like. <laughs> And his shoes like split apart, and here comes his Hulk foot. But uh, when he turns back into Bruce Banner, his shoes are on. He's good to right. go. And somehow um, Jessica like turns from wearing her sensible blazer and 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 you know nice shirt mm-hmm. into a dress. Right, right, <laughs> right. And then back into the into the blazer. <laughs> yeah, awesome I thought that was fun mm-hmm. because the first time I saw it, I I noticed that like it was. Hulk going back into Bruce and it was kind of a wide shot and he was like sitting down by like a, in an alley. Yeah. Yeah. And like he was, he was shirtless. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, now his shorts are going away. What's going to happen next? <laughs> like I was, I knew that it wouldn't be, we'd see naked Bruce, Bruce banners. Right. Right. Bruce's banner. Um, But I was wondering when the clothes would come back on or how they would do it. Uh-huh. Or if it would be like a werewolf situation where like he has to walk around naked and find a pair of clothes. To yeah. Put on. Yeah. But no, oh, it just, they're just there. It's the magic of science, Jason. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh man. Um, the, I also yeah. noted that you weren't a big fan of the uh, the, for lack of a better word, they were Hydra, but they were basically henchmen. Yeah, like, the, hy- the like, Hydra henchmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- their costumes and everything <laughs> did not look like or feel like Hydra, except for the logo. The logo, the was logo there. was spot on. The logo yeah. was spot on. But, <laughs> but, but. So the so the the big bad was. A guy who called himself the Supreme Hydra. Yes. Mm-hmm. Self, and, self, self-titled, self I think. <laughs> and and I was like, mm, supreme relative to what? Right. Like, <laughs> supreme out of this gaggle of, of <laughs> lunkheads? Probably, right, right. you know. But right, yeah. It, he's the, he was the only one to think of calling himself <laughs> Supreme, so he gets that title. <laughs> it was probably his mustache that, that's, you know, that right. did it, right? Right, right. And it's funny because in the very first scene, um, again, I know I always go back to Scooby-Doo, but I I saw him in his Hydra costume Mm -hmm. with the mustache. And I was like, oh, that's Dr. Perry or Percy or whatever his name is. Right, right. Because of the mustache. But then my wife sat next to me and she said, honey, this was 1982. That's not the only mustache you're going to see. (laughs) And she was very right. (laughs) But they also, they, uh, I'll again give them, uh, give them some kudos here they they uh dropped some breadcrumbs uh for the astute child viewer uh did you notice where uh because what is, i forget the character's name it doesn't matter but uh the guy who picks betty up at the airport oh he, yeah he's the supreme hydra and right. and they get back to his his um his lab or his facility there or whatever and she's looking at this uh, this this glass globe that he has there. It's the one that Supreme Hydra was holding when he met Jennifer <laughs> Walters, and right. and she's like she and Betty Ross comments on it, and I was like, mm, see, if you're a, if you're an astute kid, you can pick up on the fact that this guy is the is the Hydra before they give it away. Right. Um. Right. It's like a mystery. Yeah. That yeah. The kid feels good about solving. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so that that was clever. But yeah, I. I felt like that Hydra was not the threat that I'm used to seeing in Hydra from the Captain America universe yeah. in, on film. Yeah, and and yeah. the way that they talk about it early on in this show, you're like, Ugh, international crime syndicate. Like the the you you uh, 
remembered though the line of dialogue uh, at the oh, end. Hydra has many heads. Hydra has yeah. many heads, and and that's love the, that. Yeah, th- that is that's a good uh, uh, piece of dialogue. Good uh, good callback to the um, to the comics to yeah. the comics, uh, but also makes you feel better. Like, all right, so maybe this was like you know <laughs> maybe this was the not so smart head here in right, in right. Los Angeles. There's like like the VFW. They have multiple chapters, <laughs> yeah, they... and this isn't one of the stronger. Ones. <laughs> this is not a good chapter of Hydra. <laughs> not one of the not one of the stronger arms of Hydra. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. 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 No, but uh, uh, I'm I'm just I'm looking through notes to see if there's other stuff that we uh, that we missed that we didn't talk about. Oh, you said something about She-Hulk can fly. I think what we were supposed to take away from those scenes is <laughs> they can jump. the The Hulks can jump very high. But did it feel like she could jump higher than him, or did it did it just the way they animate it? Look I think they. I think just the way that they did it. Yeah. The yeah. angle. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. it was just the angle of the dangle. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The funky chicken. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad we solved that. I, and oh, the, did, did we mention Stan Lee? No, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. back, everybody. He's he's always here to take us through the story. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. And I, I like that. And do you remember Jason? Because you remember the show. Did he narrate more than one? Yes. Like he ha- he did an Amazing Friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He did. I believe he narrates the whole the whole Hulk series. Yeah. And maybe that too is part of what you know makes my child brain remember more Stan Lee narration oh. on Spider-Man, you know, cause you're, I, you're, you're kind of merging. The, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Hulk and the Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Stan sounded, it didn't, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the stuff that they gave him to say in this, but he sounded really into it. Yeah. <laughs> I he don't did. know. <laughs> he was like, finally spider or finally Hulk. I've been uh-huh. looking forward to this compared to stupid Spider-Man. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was really doing a he good was, read. Uh, he was in, in in uh top form yeah 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 he, he might have thought this might be my last job for a while so <laughs> i want to make it count <laughs> before the decline hey i wanted to tell you mm-hmm. uh you were asking about books last week i know it's kind of not related to specifically what we're talking that's about, okay <laughs> but there is a book that came out that that literally talks about every single issue of marvel and it's called like um incredibly marvel or something like that it just came out i'm gonna look into it for you while we're chatting Uh it's not gonna dissect every single issue you know in pages and pages but it talks that would be that would be wild yeah right but Mm -hmm. it it talks like about every major milestone and every big um like sort of story that happens in the marvel universe so i just thought of that because you asked about that last week because we were and it came into my head just now because Mm -hmm. we were saying like what happened to marvel in the 80s that we mm-hmm. had this show. We had Spider Man and his amazing friends, mm-hmm. and and then nothing until the '90s, and we didn't have right. any movies. Like, how mm-hmm. did Marvel stay afloat? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So, yeah, no, it's it, it's uh, worthwhile to to think about and talk about. Um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this series, um, you know, if you if you have a chance to find it somewhere, and and we watched it by means of uh, some savvy googling. And, uh, if you, if you look around, uh, you know, doing, just doing some searches for video of Incredible Hulk cartoon 1982, you can probably come up with, uh, you know, the full lengths of, uh, at least a handful of these. It's not available on Disney. I don't know any place else you can see this right now. Um, but if you, if you do run across it, it, it's, it's totally worth checking out. Um, and, uh, if I was, 
I, I think it's silly to give a rating because we're only, you know, we're only looking at this one episode of the show. But like relative to the Spider-Man shows we've looked at, I, I would definitely put this in the fours somewhere. I don't know if I would give it a four, four and a half. It's yeah, it's very it was very good. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. I agree. I'd give it four um, gamma rays. We'll do that. OK. All right. Yeah. <laughs> four, yeah. Four, four gamma rays for me, too, because mm-hmm. I really did like it. And I might just have to watch all of it on my own, Jason, because. Yeah. Yeah. Why I not? really did like it. The it name really... of the book is All of the Marvels, by the way. All of the Marvels. OK. Yep. All right. Yep. So, okay. so it's check that out, everyone. Interesting. Woke. Yeah. Sorry. It, no, you and you mentioned mentioning watching uh, more of this series. Just kind of thinking about the Hulk this week and and uh, you know reading back makes me want to check out the '90s Hulk series, which is on Disney Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking about that a little bit before we went to tape here. Uh, ran on UPN, you said in '96 and '97. Yep, that's right. Yep. Two, two yep. seasons. It's around 20 episodes. Um, and and like I said, that is on the Disney. Uh, so if you wanted to stream that, you could. But it looks like they get a lot of guest stars in there, too. I, you know, just kind of breezing through the titles of those. I saw a uh, Doctor Strange. I saw a She-Hulk. I believe oh, I cool. saw an Abomination in there, too. Um, cool. You know, so it, it looks like it it goes through some comic stuff. Probably the contemporary sorts of things Hulk was doing in the 90s. Although I really feel like at that time Hulk was Smart Hulk. Uh, yeah, I guess I could be he wrong. Probably was. Yeah, mm-hmm. we probably had him in a big like Marvel event, like a Secret Wars or something, and it changed him, and he mm-hmm. was still in that. Yeah. yeah, because now I think Bruce Banner isn't Hulk anymore. I, I don't know if you're caught up with no, things, but no, I like got a, no, I have no idea. What's I think going a, on with Hulk literally like days. a kid from Japan or China, Cho, like Anthony Chow or Cho, is the new like Hulk, and I don't know how does Bruce that Banner's. even work. I, you got to read the book. Jason. Read the book. <laughs> Stupid yeah. reading. I got, a, I got know, so much right? TV to watch, Brian. I know, right? We got a whole series of um, Hulk that we're just going to add onto our <laughs> on into our cues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I really did enjoy this, and and I do want to go back. How long did you say the '90s series ran? About one season or two? It, uh, I, I guess it, they have it split into two seasons on uh, Disney here, but okay. one is 13 episodes and one is but up but up but eight. So okay. what is that? 21? Yeah, 21 episodes. So, okay, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah, so something to watch, and we're gonna take a look at another franchise. Yeah, another the early '90s, right? Next week, another another uh, show that made it even. It didn't even make it as far as this very brief Hulk <laughs> series. A show from 1989, Pride of the X Men. That's Pride with a Y, with a y. for Kitty mm-hmm. Pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this was a pilot that was produced. Uh, by the same team that was doing the RoboCop cartoon of the of the late '80s, which uh, I never saw. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Had no idea it was a thing, but apparently they made a they made a really uh, short run of uh, RoboCop. Um, also pretty unsuccessful. Uh, right. But there was some leftover. Uh, there was some leftover cash and brain power um, from the from the RoboCop run, and they were like, uh, "We're gonna make an X Men cartoon uh, and see if see if this sticks to anything." Uh, it stuck to nothing except uh, the magnetic tape in uh, your VHS uh, cassettes, and um, that w- that was really the only place to see it at the time. Um, Interesting. This is another okay. one you can you can find with a little bit of internet digging. Uh, Pride of the X Men, but uh, this was uh, again '89, so 
stylistically we're going to see a shift uh happening yes and i and and i think um one of the things we'll be able to tell is going on is sort of a a change in treatment of the audience uh versus what we what we've seen in amazing friends and incredible hulk where i think I, I think Worse. despite despite what we've talked about tonight, where the Hulk seems heavier, uh, more adult oriented, it's still very clearly geared toward kids. Sure. I think this I, I think this X-Men pilot is maybe geared a little bit more toward the preteen set ah, and okay. and, you know, looking at uh, like kind of um, almost like a, a, a post Transformers G.I. Joe kind of kind of uh, set up for that. So Right. The kids that were watching cartoons a few years ago, but now it's not cool anymore. Maybe right. bring them back in. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because X-Men is primarily teenagers and yeah. we see how they were treated in Amazing Friends. So I'll be curious <laughs> right. to take a look at that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Yeah, and yeah, and that'll take us right up to the next Spider-Man after that. So exactly forward to all of the things on the horizon here. So much fun, Brian. Always, always can't wait for next week. All right, talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. You can reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.